dub. Hey guys, 3 in History here, bringing you an episode that will be explicit. As we will be talking about violent behavior, and the person we will be covering today is not like any other. We're doing the episode for Mental Health Awareness Month, which... It, it's, it, I think we had to do Richard for this, because he, he was a schizophrenic with bipolar disorder. And uh, I, we all know that uh, everybody here at the show has a lot of uh, history with this, and uh, we respect it a lot. So we decided, in a weird way, to focus on Richard tonight. Yep, because I, I feel with uh, some of these cases with the serial killers and just different violent crimes that go on, when they have the mental health issues, it's like if they had had the medication, would they have done what they did? Right. Or, it, or even, even counseling or whatever it would have taken in their case. I love that because, like, w would we have had a Jeffrey Dahmer or would we have had an Ed Gein? Mm -hmm. Would we have a uh, Richard Chase? Yep. So uh, one of the things is we got to hit his, uh, do you, his date of birth. Oh, yeah. Um, well, first, 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 let me uh, remind people to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash three in history. You can also reach us by emailing us at three in history at gmail.com. But it's going to be T-H-R-E-E -E in history at gmail.com. We can be found on Spotify, Stitcher, Opera, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you can listen to your podcast. And now we are excited <laughs> to bring you our episode on Richard Chase. I jumped the gun. I was like, I'm just so excited. So uh, let's give us let's give the people his date of birth. Uh, the, like uh, like she told everybody, we're talking about Richard Trenton Chase. Yes, a very interesting man. Um, so he's born on May 23rd, in 1950, and died at the age of 30. In, on December 26, 1980, day after Christmas, man. Yeah, and uh, here's the thing is at that time, there was uh, serial killers, uh, you think about it, you know, like Dahmer didn't hit the scene until the 1990s. Bundy was around in the 70s. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so Chase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, th his nickname was the Vampire of Sacramento. And uh, I think it's very fitting. Uh, like I said, this is a... Uh, I'm I'm kind of bringing it heavy this time because I was kind of challenged. Like I'm bringing it hard and heavy. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we challenged him with the. Uh, yeah. So uh, this entire episode, if you make it through, you get a gold star. If you get a gold star, that just means. Um, Good ma job. Yeah. Yeah. Good you, job. You congrats. took all of the gore and guts and uh, glory. Maybe maybe you're just as sick as we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah, so uh, Chase in particular was very interesting because he was a hybrid of a spree and serial killer. So a serial killer means you take a break. Yeah. And he took a break, but in between each one of his quote-unquote sprees, you get him get like so he had. How many times did he go on a twice? Twice. Okay. Twice. Yeah. So that was one of the big things about him is he. Uh, he was so in your face of, of how sick he was, and people were just like, oh, it's just Richie. It's just Richie. Richie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and, and like uh, even just well, like saying Richie. Well, it kind of goes to the ignorance that people have towards mental health. Um, it's not easy for people to really 
know how to react to it because right. not you know it, not everybody's been around it right and the triggers are all different too well, exactly even, that's even now like 60 years later like uh, oh back, back then, then it was players. very very like hush hush like, and people didn't, didn't care right it. Yeah. No, people didn't care no, that's yeah, when no, they would just probably prescribe you what quaaludes or something like or, that, or or just tell your parents you're weird. Yeah. And then, yeah, and sadly enough, that's a thing. They just told your parents that you were weird. Wow. Yeah. So we're, we're getting into the vampire of Sacramento. Like he hit the scene in a way that like most serial killers have never hit the scene. Like I said, he's a hybrid of of a of a spree and a serial killer. We've done a couple of vampire serial killers now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes, that's true. That's true. And I hope to do the other one uh, pretty soon. <laughs> so uh, more or less, he terrorized Sacramento in the winter of 1977 and 1978. He, uh, within one month, killed seven people. And, and that's why he is a spree killer because uh, – in the, as far as the FBI, FBI is concerned, to be a serial killer, you have to take a cool-down period. Richard did that, but in a month's time. <laughs> you know, he's like, uh, I don't know if you've ever been around a schizophrenic before and just the things that they say, things that come out of their mouth. So his main diagnosis after the fact is that he was a schizophrenic, a cannibal, and a... Uh, and a, a hardcore version of dissociative disorder to where his uh, version of reality is not what our version is. It's really crazy. I looked into it, and, like, uh, we'll talk about it later. He thought his rib cage was in backwards. He thought he thought uh, his pulmonary artery had been stolen. Wow. It'll <laughs> fuck you up if you think any of that's true, though. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is it really bad that I'm like, this would create some pretty cool artwork? It, well, yeah, I bet he would have created some pretty cool shit if you got anything out of his brain. Well, even just recreating his thoughts. Right, like, like right. Just, just to put it down because of it, they're, they're hard to grasp upon because of they're not logical thoughts. Yeah. Right. So one of his main schizophrenic psychosis was is he was convinced he didn't have enough blood in his body. And this will tell you, like, as you get further into it, why he was called the Vampire of Sacramento. So he was convinced he didn't have enough blood in his body, and he was actually uh, submitted to a mental institute when he was right before his mid his early teens, and he actually got the name of Dracula because uh, he would literally set traps at his window for birds and pull their heads off and like literally just pour it down his face. Gross. Uh, yeah. Do those things carry so much disease? I mean, obviously, he's not caring about that. He needs blood. <laughs> well, but, I and mean, it, like, it, just think about how he didn't die back then from doing that. Well, here's the thing is, how do you do that and still not have medication in front of medical professionals? It just goes to show back then, like, what was it, the um, <clears throat> one flew over the cuckoo's nest. The right, bird. yeah. That was Jack Nicholson. Birdman. Yeah. yeah, and that that's based on a true story I heard. Is it? I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Jacob? I think so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got to get that confirmation there because no, I'm, sure I'm not sure. If it's not, well, you know what? So sorry. But <laughs> just saying that there's there's people out there like that, and it, up into like the 80s, they still. Yeah. Well, didn't it was get a stigma. Help. It was a stigma. Yeah. Well, like, think about what we did with Penhurst. Aha. Uh -huh. See? Good callback. Because people there, you were just crazy. They didn't care. Mm -hmm. 
That was yeah, that was and only, they literally did not care. And that was to only the point that people got left to die and mummify before they found that. And that was maybe twenty years before Richard. Yep. Maybe. You know, and uh, yeah, like I said, uh, this whole episode is dedicated to mental health awareness. Like, it, yeah. yeah. So by all accounts, he actually had a stable childhood, which is kind of surprising. You know, his parents didn't get along. And of course, like pretty much like any marriage, you know, bickering, they, they got divorced eventually. So his mental illness pretty much surfaced. When That's what I was going to say. He must not have had it the bad enough to where he had it early on. It, there wasn't like an early on. Well, his thing. his first inst- institutionalization. Oh, I got that out in one try. <laughs> he was 11 years old. Okay, and so never mind. They did start that, catching it. Yeah, early. and and that's when they got. That's when the people there start calling him Dracula. He was pulling the heads off of fucking birds. At that age, man. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, we're get, we're gonna get into the McDonald Triad, which I've talked to you guys about before, but never really got into. Okay. But you know, like at that age of, like he already had it in his mind that he didn't have enough blood in his body. And like his his psychosis, which is the technical word, gets worse as he gets older, because it's unchecked. He he didn't get any medication. Well, the chemical imbalance is just getting worse and worse and worse and overtaking. Right. You know, then unless he had medication, there's really nothing that he could do. And he's not really under his well, own. Well, it's not his fault at this point. Well, that's at what I'm this, saying. At this. But also, point. when he becomes an adult, if he didn't get the help as a child, he just grew up without help and it was never taught to him imagine to really being a schizophrenic imagine being a schizophrenic at this time at that age yeah you know like you tell somebody you're seeing shadow people and they're like mm, what the fuck are you talking about yeah yeah <laughs> so like that's oh, help me with this like the uh understanding of mental health is made huge leaps and bounds richard unfortunately surface at a time to where it was at its worst well even uh even in the 90s it wasn't even what it is today like right yeah, the 90s point. still had a lot of stigma about it although they're trying to start making awareness for it it was still like oh no your kid needs ritalin like my kid doesn't well, so like well you know what congratulations at least i'm getting my kids some help because your kid probably needs help too but what the fuck happened right well, and you make a weird point. Well, it's like a counterpoint. Like, there's a lot of people that in history that should have been locked up from Napoleon childhood. Well, and what I'm getting at is, it's kind of a, like Dahmer. Dahmer should have been locked up, but yeah. how do you lock up a kid? But it's not like some minority report, and you can like, oh, this guy's gonna do these Something things. In the you know what's sad is, is like I'm sure like counselors, if they saw counselors or anything like that, the counselors like, yep. Serial this killer guy, in the making. This, this, this guy is a wackadoo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to know at a certain point that they're they're not heading towards a good place. Well, um, well, I'm, again, you keep giving me these fucking awesome segues. Okay. Ha. All right. So what I, what I'm going to get into right now is the McDonald's triad. Okay. Which is your number one red flag, and it's it's in the FBI. I forget the name of it, but it's a it's a catalog of how you uh, categorize psychopaths and stuff like that. So McDonald is this guy that created this list. And so the McDonald triad is bedwetting, cruelty to animals, and fire starting. 
So uh, 99.999% of serial killers exhibit this in childhood. All three? Yes. Yeah, that's why it's called the McDonald's Triad. And uh, Chase hit all of these in spades. Wow. You know, think about it. Like, he was drinking blood. <laughs> so that's cruelty to animals right there. Bedwetting. Well, that, that's just, uh, we'll just call that basic you know, like that we could go further into his abuse on animals, but we'll just leave it. <laughs> so, and then bedwetting is another one because it's a psychological sign of insecurity. And then fire starting is actually a psychological lead for actually looking for control over a situation. Like, like no matter what it is, you can set it on fire and you have control. Not only that, fire's just kind of cool. So uh, continuing, continuing with uh, McDonald's triad, an, an actual neighbor came to his mom and was uh, kind of concerned because she kept continually finding uh, cat carcasses in her flower beds. Oh. Yeah, and that's... And uh, in a later interview, she actually recalled a large amount of cats going missing from the neighborhood at the time that the Chase family lived in that neighborhood. Oh. And like, here's my question is, like, how many cats have to go missing before you make a mental note of it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how many cats in that neighborhood have to like, just straight go missing? Yeah. Unless it's just one that you really like that you notice, and then a couple other that... I, I don't know. You're probably right. Well, so I will think about it. If you lived in a neighborhood where there were cats, and they, they would run across the road, or you'd see them on the side and everything, and then all of a sudden, there's nothing running across well, the road or sitting yeah. on the side staring at the you. Same place, especially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Obviously, someone is doing something to try and get rid of this body, but they're doing it very unsuccessfully. So the sinister thing here is that tells you that Richard has been scooping up all the neighborhood animals, cats, dogs. Were they? Did they have no blood in them? I mean, I well, guess. Yeah, well, what was he doing with them? He was drinking their blood, and uh, like uh, I'll get into it later, but he starts bringing in a blender. Ew. <laughs> yeah. I just think of the thing of the texture. Yeah. So right now, Rich, right now, Richie's only about 11 years old. Oh, dude, 11 years old, <laughs> he's all blending up fucking shit and drinking it. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. If that was my kid, I mean, I would have been straight to the doctor. Like, yeah, like did the parents see like bloody fucking blood? Well, they shit? they did. They, did they saw? Did they see like the cats and dogs and crap, and they just didn't care? Well, we're gonna get into that about all the bones and shit they keep finding. Like, here's the thing: is at this time, people don't understand how to deal with this kind of thing. He's schizophrenic, and his parents are like, "There's nothing wrong with my little boy." I'm uh, worried that he's gonna fucking kill me. Uh, right? We're 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 getting there. <laughs> okay, so here's a weird little fact about Richard Chase that I had to write down just because, like, this really has nothing to do with anything, but it was just like a serial killer fact that tripped me out. So when he was by himself from the age of about 16 on, whenever he was alone, he would uh, take all of his entire take his clothes entirely off, turn the thermostat up as high as he could in the place that he was at, and lay naked in the living room and swelter in the heat, and he just loved it. What the fuck? Well, hot yoga would have been for him. Yeah, that that was just I don't know why I wrote that down, but that was just something in particular. Yeah, like he, he like uh, he just liked it. It just makes me wonder what was going through his mind as to what he thought was going because he's schizophrenic. He's not right. seeing things the same within. It's not, like you're tripping just, all yeah, the time. It wasn't that he was just schizophrenic either. He had other conditions that heightened his um, Dis- vi- disassociation. Visions. His uh, he's not connected to reality. No, 
know exactly. So whatever he was seeing doing that, we see him in a place ridiculously pumping heat into it. But he's like, he's loving it. There. He's loving it and yeah. sweating out, you know. Yeah, he, he's got to be thinking he's on a beach or... God, who, <laughs> who, who knows? fucking knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So, like, moving forward, you know, like, as a young adult, he's actually really popular in high school. He gets a lot of dates. He's not one of those kids that gets picked on. He's just, like, popular as hell. So it turns out, like, he gets his first couple girlfriends, and it turns out he's impotent. <gasps> yeah. And, uh, like, in research, it's kind of amazing how much that leads into, like, psychopathy. Like, uh, Richard Kuklinski, he was impotent. Uh, Andre, Andre Ticatello, he was impotent. It's like all this, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of history and serial killer, like, lore of, like, being angry because your dick doesn't work. <laughs> and it's a big thing. It's a woman. big fucking thing. I don't have a dick, but I could see being angry if I had one and it didn't work. Well, you, here's the thing. Go put yourself. Okay, put yourself. You're a uh, 18 year old Richard Chase, wildly schizophrenic. Yeah, your head's. And, and your brain, uh, and all of a sudden, your dick doesn't work. And like, well, you're mm, gonna think mm. that something came after you. So or, here's the thing. Or something something like, you or something. Well, yeah, here's, here's the thing. He here's the thing: is Richard paid enough attention in school? To understand, to get an erection, you have to have blood in your dick. Mm, he needs more blood. Oh. And obviously the animal blood's not working. So yeah, yeah, see? So his impotency gets spread around school, and people oh, yeah, people start bad. making fun of him. Like, he actually had, uh, in the book, like he had, a girl, he had a girl that he was dating go to one of his friends and start making fun of him in front of his friends. And that doesn't help when you're wildly schizophrenic. I'm going to keep saying this. Wildly schizophrenic. Poor guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel bad for him. Like, he wasn't all there. And, and, and I don't mean... I don't really know how to put it. Just because he was there, but... He wasn't in his proper frame of mind. When oh, yeah, there well, you go. He, exactly. Well, he exactly. didn't have the capacity to be in a proper state right, of mind. Exactly, yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's like, where would he have been? Had he gotten counseling or medication or... You know, all, all kinds of different things that are available now that are even available to people who are homeless or, you know, are struggling. Oh, uh, or homel homel homeless is a good point. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that are schizophrenic that are homeless because of being schizophrenic. Yeah. And they don't have a choice. No, because, you know, it's, it's unless they get on one of the programs that helps them to be able to get their medication and everything, they're screwed. And if you're, if you're, oh, if you're yeah, schizophrenic good off of medication, good point. you you wouldn't have the wherewithal to be like, oh, because you're not going to put the thoughts together in line to be like, oh, I need to go here at this time to make an appointment that I have to actually show up to in order to get medication and then take the medication. Well, the large thing with uh, schizophrenic medication is uh, I've talked to a, a lot of people that I know that are schizophrenic and you still mm -hmm. have hallucinations, but uh, the medication helps you differentiate like, okay, this isn't real. Mm -hmm. Let's focus over here. It, like I'm not schizophrenic, thank God. So like I don't. Borderline. Well, so yeah. So it just it's a uh, yeah. That's one of the reasons we're doing this episode. Yep. <laughs> so one of the big things I want to get into is the uh, the wildly unpredictable schizophrenic trigger. Wildly unpredictable schizophrenic trigger. Like so, if you have schizophrenia, you have no idea what your trigger is going to be. So Richie's trigger was he could not get a heart on. And so he, he got schizophrenic obsession is what it's called. So he just focused. Like, this is 
why can't I get a why can't I get a heart on? Oh, I went to school enough to know that my dick needs to be full of blood. Why don't I have enough blood in my body to get a heart on? Why is this blood not working? Like, why is my blood not working? Well, I'm no, sure no, 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 no. Why is the like animal you, blood not working? Right, right, right. He's yeah. just trying other blood. Too. So that's probably what led him, like, I mean, I don't know. We, I see where, you, where Jacob's yeah. going is basically since that the animal blood wasn't working, his blood's not working, yeah, you got to step it up and be like, yeah. hmm, maybe more human blood right. since I'm not making it. These the people look a little blood. tasty. Yeah, so we're working our way up to our first human. But uh, the first real attempt for Richie to fill his body with more blood was actually from a kitten that Aww. he yeah that he stole from his uh, girlfriend's house at the time. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's a way to keep a girlfriend. Yeah, so uh, he he stole the kitten, took it to his house, stole the kitten, took it to its house, and killed it, and actually uh, held it up above his head and drank it, drank the blood straight from the animal. How did they know that? Uh, this is from Richie. He told us. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, did he, okay, so you've seen videos and everything of him. Oh yeah. Does does he look? I, I feel like, like weird like, motherfucker. I keep calling him Richie. His name is Richard. Right. Um, but how was he on film? Was was he like? He did. He like. Uh, I hate to use the cliche, but real kind of like twitch, twitchy, like you know, touching himself and. Does that mean I was like, was he intelligent or was no, he? No, no, oh. definitely not. Uh, he, uh, unfortunately, he didn't have the opportunity. That's true. I mean, he, he didn't have the opportunity. Like he was, he was That's so, so sad. Yeah. And, and then, you know what? And, and at that age. Well, it's like you know, we keep saying he. The responsibility would have been on his parents to take care of him. Right. And, and that's another thing, too, with mental health is with a lot of children, there's still the stigma out there about, you know. That I don't want my child to be like that. I mean, like, my child's perfect. There's no such thing as perfect people. Your child has problems. You just haven't figured them out yet. Or you're right. covering them up. I mean, my, my dad feels like that, that there's no such thing as mental illness. It's just people. Yeah, like, why, like would, why would you want to reach out for that kind of attention if you didn't need it? Exactly. Exactly. All right. So uh, Richie's next step was, uh, sadly enough, uh, an actual neighborhood dog. It was a white dog named Sabbath. Oh. And uh, he actually, with that one, he actually shot it with a twenty-two six times, and uh, got a cup and tried to gather the blood and drink it. And, and what a jackass. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and of course, this didn't fix the problem. I mean, I don't mean that in like a mean. I'm just saying, like, just. They, picturing him there squatting on the ground yeah drinking. trying to, to scoop it up you know what that's really like is actually get a hard on that's literally the child the like yeah. like, oh, yeah, saying that, yeah. like that whole image of him squatting down trying to scoop it up with the cup the same way as like little kids are trying to scoop up sand yeah. um sad to see that some of these kids try to eat the sand like he tried to drink the blood but yeah. whatever kids be kids <laughs> So this is about the time where he started to uh, be convinced that his stomach was in backwards. And, uh, yeah, he was about 16. I thought it was his rib cage. Well, yeah, yeah that happened, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, he starts complaining, and he's like, my, my stomach is in backwards. And his parents are like, I don't know what, Richie, I don't know what the hell you're telling me. <laughs> like, that what's sad is that they just threw this to the side. Like, well, you know, your you kid's telling do? you. What that. can you do with that? What are you supposed to do? Uh, okay, well, okay, we'll okay, okay, okay. So just coming from someone having mental health issues, what I really wish my parents had done when I was a kid 
is taking me to someone and be like, I don't understand. Can you help me? Can you help me to understand? Can you figure out what's going on? Yeah, Why? But this is the 50s, especially even as recently as, you know, last decade. Well, yeah, but you I'm, I'm saying in the 80s. that to be tough, you know. Well, yeah, but even in the 80s, son. my parents wouldn't take me to go and get help because it was still the whole thing of, of mental health was supposed to be this horrible, horrible thing, which it's... It's taboo. Exactly. Yeah. And so to think that your child has it just makes people be like they, they don't want to have that stigma mm-hmm. associated with their family. Yeah, like it's a black sheep yeah. syndrome thing. Exactly. So, of, of course, uh, this is kind of a red flag. You know, Richie is, uh, what would you do? One of this? many. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah one exactly. Of many. So one of the big ones that got me, like when he was talking to counselors in prison, he actually uh, – told that he told the counselors he used to actually take the family dog and take a steak knife and stab it in its paws just enough for it to bleed Jesus. yeah 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 it's fucked it's fucked but all in all the uh psychiatrist told uh told richie's uh, parents like he's just weird he'll grow out of it yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> my it's god it's taking a while it's taking longer than normal sorry because yeah. you know, like weird kids, like I was a weird kid, but I never once took a steak knife to my freaking animal's you don't, paws. You don't grow out of that shit. No, <laughs> no. So uh, as as time goes on, he starts going to the doctor about his impotent, impotency because that's one of his main triggers. So the doctors suggest to him that uh, anger is one of his main causes for impotency. I can't say this word. Impotency. <laughs> impotency. That's it's like a fucking kryptonite word. I can't say it. <laughs> and uh, the thing is, is uh, the doctors told him that, like his uh, his anger through his this causing his impotency is uh, specifically derived towards women. That so he's angry at women. Yeah, fucking fifties, nineteen sixties psychology. I mean, I could see where they're coming from. That he's so angry at the women that he can't get a heart on because of his his, his yeah, emotions. Yeah, it's gotta be their fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's another thing too. It's got to be the woman's fault back then. Yeah, well, in hindsight, you know, after you look at the Richard Chase case and like compared it to the things, like he's got so many other underlying symptoms that uh, basically ninety nine percent of your serial killers have. You got pathological lying, theft. Uh, showing no remorse for anything whatsoever and memory loss. That's a huge thing in basically any serial killer that's ever been on been put on trial. They fit all of that. Like uh, they, there's blackouts, pathological lying, cruelty to animals, like the McDonald's triad and everything I went through with there. So he matches up like on everything. It just blows my mind that there wasn't like fucking. We can't have this kid on the street. Yeah, you gotta send that kid off. <laughs> right it's just like wait a minute like there's too many problems to where here's the thing is like think about it today if uh, he would be a homeless person think about it well yeah. i was just thinking like somebody like that uh even back then so you hear so many stories about people that wrongly get put into like sanitariums but this fucking guy didn't get put in one <laughs> yeah and he needed to be yeah, yeah. And he needed to be and, and you know and at an early he got a nickname at the age of 11 of dracula for fucking killing animals yeah it's like come on <laughs> it's like where where is the due diligence here? Like fucking put this guy away. And it's not like at that point it's not like he was a bad person, he had bad thoughts. But you know, there's a certain point to where you have to draw a line. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, this is like the biggest left field thing out of me, for me. Uh, so uh, at the age of 20, his parents decided it's a good idea for him to move out and get his own apartment. Uh, well, <laughs> I love that too. I, I get them being like, get the fuck out of the house. Well, he was not. He, well, he was no, not, no, 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 no. I doubt they were like that. They were probably more like, Richie, go get a nice apartment. We'll come visit you every Friday. Yeah, well, and he was so notoriously hard to live with because he was schizophrenic. Well, that's what I'm saying. They don't want him in the house, though. Like, they're probably <laughs> more than happy to let him. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. Like, cause uh, I meant like, we've all had roommates and had some fucking weird roommates. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine one that uh, thinks he can't get a heart on unless he drinks fucking duck blood. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately for these two unfortunate girls, he, uh, I, I wrote it down, but I didn't really think it was important to catalog their name just because this fucking story. I don't want yeah. So, uh, he, he got two roommates of these two women, and uh, right off the bat, they thought he was creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, and he had his who, own. Who wouldn't? probably just answered the ad and they just oh, well and this is this is in the 60s yeah yeah so you know like it's all free love and blah 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 and uh fucking good old richard chase shows up unshowered no clothes like no clean clothes probably his, they mistake him for a hippie well yeah uh, good point good point you know like he's probably just one of those free love type people mm-hmm. until he's here and has a schizophrenic episode <laughs> and acts and acts the fucking fool. So uh, when he moves in, uh, they describe him as uh, a filthy human being. Because the big thing with uh, Richie is he just wouldn't shower. It, it, he just it was uh, one of his schizophrenic things of shower. No, no, I'm not gonna get wet. <laughs> you know, and he so he stank. <laughs> At a certain point, don't you? You, you got to be starting to get. Infections or something. I mean, like if you're not oh, washing, like. Well, that uh, I actually <laughs> looked into it. That happened in particular with Richie with his shoes. Mm. In particular, oh, because he didn't clip his toenails, and, oh. and, that, and I looked into it. Particular, that was something that was an issue for him. Brody. Yeah, so he lived with these two women for a while. Refused to take a shower the entire time he was there. Just fucking refused to take a shower. Well, and so it probably reeked. Dude, I just can't believe they put up with it as long as they did. Just wait till I, you know. <laughs> but uh, so Richie living there decides to start selling acid and weed. Mm. Gotta hmm. make some money. Great drugs for a fucking schizophrenic. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. It, like, I'm sorry, but acid, that is the worst thing that a schizophrenic should take. Well, he's already in his own little world, and, and then you take that, and you're going to melt his world. Which he does probably every once in a while when he has an episode. So well, he's already got a he's loose like triggering an episode. Right. Well, he's already got a loose schizophrenic uh, grip on reality. Mm-hmm. And then you throw a hallucinogenic into that. Yep. <laughs> like uh, serial killer soup, much. Right. <laughs> like there's there's only so many things that you can put together that make a fucking psychopath, and this is kind of like the perfect fucking equation. So he started selling acid, weed, and other random things, and he deci- he decided to start getting into speed, amphetamine, and acid, and drinking really hard. And here's again, I I, I got to keep pushing the thing. The schizophrenic brain. No, but any honestly, any mental health issue, you you probably shouldn't be 
drinking, it, it exacerbates the problem because you're altering your your brain's chemicals. Well, if you're schizophrenic, you're... your brain chemicals are already fucked up. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're, just, you're exacerbating the problem. You're making it worse. It's like throwing a uh, throwing gasoline on an electrical fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, of course, the, this living situation got weirder and weirder, and it, there was a crazy night. There was a party, and Richard decided to board himself up in his own room and then board himself up in the own closet, in his in his own closet in his room, and when he was asked why that happened, uh, quote, "People were sneaking up on me from the inside." <laughs> Whoo! <laughs> like, all right, Richie, all right, <laughs> all right. Like, he, well, it's got it had to have had something to do with the party. Maybe, and, and you know, I mean, because think about it, he was at the party, and then all of a sudden he goes and he boards himself up in his room, and he said people were sneaking up on him from the inside. Was he probably thinking that these people were not invited in, yet they're inside Ooh, his house? Good and point. They're, so they're, yeah. they're sneaking up on him because they're coming up to him to, like, introduce themselves. And yet he doesn't think that these people so he boarded, are there for a party. He literally boarded two doors up, put himself in a closet. And boarded that door up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've had some crazy roommates, but not to that point. No, you know? that's pretty... So here's the next thing I want to think about is put yourself in the mindset of those two girls she was living with. How fucking freaked out were they? Like, cause like I told you before, like he walked out and sat down completely naked. There was times where uh, they were having the, his, most of his outbursts were during parties. Oh, well, I'll go ahead and say it now on the podcast. So the, he would actually have these outbursts during parties. And there was one in particular that was really weird. Uh, they were playing uh, the Time Warp from um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Nice. And he came out and started, like, dancing. And, and uh, he famously had a really high-pitched voice. Richie had a really high-pitched voice, which might change what he looks like in your head. But uh, he came out and started, like, convulsing and fell on the ground. And that was he was dancing to the Time Warp. Uh-huh. He, he fell down on the ground and was, like, literally just, like, fishing out and, like, flopping around. And that was his dance. Wow. And, and and he thought it was weird that people thought that was weird. <laughs> wow. Um, I really have no words to that one. Right, right. So like I, like I was talking about before with the, his roommates, the two girls, put yourself in their shoes. Like, I'd be freaked the fuck out. I was out. trying to. That's why I had no words. I yeah. was just like, you know what? I, I honestly don't know how I would react to that unless I was actually in that situation. Like, I could say what I would react, being like, get the fuck out, like, fuck you. But when you're in a situation like that, and you're actually in it, you're scared. That's scary as fuck. You don't know what the fuck this guy's liable to do. I mean, he shit, he boarded himself up. Telling telling you you that his skull's in backwards? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, like, no, hell no. But you know what? I probably wouldn't have confronted him. I, I wouldn't. wouldn't e- I wouldn't either. As shit. a as a six foot one, almost two, over two hundred pound man, I wouldn't confront this guy. Damn, I didn't know he's that tall. Uh, no, no, I'm six foot one, two hundred pounds. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah you are like, tall. I'm, I'm just. I wouldn't confront this guy. Just I. I saw this much weirdness. I'd be like, nah. Yeah. Like nah, dude. That's how you end up fucking Buffalo Bill and fucking. It puts a lotion on its skin. Shit. He puts the lotion <laughs> in the basket. Um, or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> Would you fuck me? No, I'd, fuck, I'd me. fuck me. <laughs> Sorry, we um, had to, we had to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, shit. 
shit. What was I going to say? <laughs> we were talking about Richard and his roommates. Oh, I was going to say, so I wouldn't try to confront him at all. I, no. I would be like, fuck this shit. This could go any which way. This guy is so fucking crazy. Who the fuck knows what he's going to do? Sorry for all the F-bombs. No, we're in a gold star episode. You can say shit, pussy, fucking cunt. You know, like, we're good. <laughs> we're good. I don't know how I feel about what just happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I wish you guys could have seen her face. Um, that was that was that was a bad look. <laughs> hey, continue. Um, I think that I would have just waited till he left, probably to go kill something. Who the fuck knows? I mean, that seems to be his. his and that's uh, what they did, MO. though. That's what they did, though. They bounced out. Yeah, I, yeah, in the middle of the night or what? Whenever he left, I would pack up my. I would already had it like packed up, and then just get the fuck out of there when he was gone. I right. wouldn't even care if I left my shit. Well, and like uh, Jake brought up a little while ago, it's like you think about the time, like this, like it was the fifties, sixties, seventies. United States has never really dealt with this shit before. Like, and, and you know, today you are the three of us. We'd see somebody like that's a fucking serial killer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been trained. We we watch all those shows, you know. Um, what is it? Investigation ID channel. Right. I love that channel. You see, like you know, today's you know, like people like me, like, we see like half the signs are like, that's a fuck. Okay, all right. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> so this is about. To, oh, so he was left at that apartment by himself, and this is the time he really started complaining about his uh, his physical his shit going on with his body. So uh, he complained that his heart would stop beating at random times for like nine, ten hours at a time. Oh, okay. I was going to say maybe he had a heart murmur, but no, no, that that's not a murmur. That's a, murmur. yeah. Yeah. That, that's a, you just having some issues there. So uh, his big one, like uh, uh, we brought up before his stomach was in backwards. Uh-huh. I don't know how you even began to even think. Well, stuff just it wouldn't you know your stomach wouldn't work properly if it's in backwards. <laughs> Duh. Um, but I don't think he was thinking that. And I think it's probably no, he was exactly having, what he's thinking. No, he's thinking probably like he had like stomach problems. He's like, I have all this diarrhea and shit. Well, it's because he's Maybe fucking he's drinking blood. <laughs> I know, right? Dude, he probably had did have like the worst diarrhea. All yeah. the parasites and stuff. He probably had worms and oh, all We're going to get into things. that. We're actually going to get into that. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you asked for it. <laughs> One one of the last ones I wrote down that I thought was really interesting is he was convinced that he had bones growing out the back of his head. I would really love to have seen him do like it. it, uh, I I don't know if he was artistic or not, but to have done a self-portrait. He did some drawings. He He did some drawings. We'll look that up. Yeah, yeah. He did some drawings. We'll look that up of himself. Yeah. And one of, the, one of the big things about Richard Chase is somebody made the fucking god awful mistake of giving him an anatomy book. And, uh, and this is our, oh, man. Yeah, and this is oh my stomach's in backwards. Uh, my you know my brain's not facing the right way. Like somebody stole my artillery artillery artery or whatever it is I have it written down. <laughs> but like like somebody made the bad mistake of giving the schizophrenic motherfucker that already had delusions about his body. An anatomy book. They thought it would help. They thought he'd see exactly how stuff works, but he just took it his own way. <laughs> well, that's the thing is everything that, that's presented to him, yeah. he takes it his own way. So, you, like, people are enabling him without even realizing they're enabling him. Right. And this is where we, uh, at this point in Rich- Richie, I'm going to keep calling him Richie. Richie. This is the point in Richie's life uh, where he gets what's called a schizophrenic fixation. 
And this is okay. What what is that? A schizophrenic fixation is when you uh, are schizophrenic and you're OCD about something. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother level. Uh, yeah. So at yeah at this point, uh, he's it's all about his dick. It's all about getting a heart on. See, like I really wish that a lot of serial killers were artists, because I would just love to know what's going on in their head. Because with art, you're pulling what's going on in your head out and putting it onto the canvas or the clay or the, you know, paper or whatever your medium is, and to see how they felt. I mean, <laughs> you know, whether it just be the brush strokes, whether the, you know the, the violent brush strokes or. Were they calm and serene? You make a point because there would be something to see from the way, like, uh, say, like uh, John Wayne Gacy put paper to ink and the way he moved the... Because he did Mm -hmm. paintings. John Wayne Gacy actually did paintings and got sold. But I like what you're saying, like, what they would put on page. I like this, like, given the opportunity to, like, here's some paper, here's some ink. Let's just... What's in your brain? Let's let's draw some fucking weird-ass images. Yep. Well, I did not mean to interrupt. I just wanted to. Uh... No, no, no. That's that's true. That's exactly what I was going for. Um, and, but yeah, I, <laughs> I, I just I just know I, I'd create a lot of weird shit. Right. And <laughs> it's just because I feel a lot of different weird things sometimes. So yeah. I got to get it out somehow. Schizophrenia is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> So, like we talked about before, he bounced back and forth between his mom and his dad because they're like, what do we do with this kid? <laughs> I what? can't handle him anymore. You take him. Yeah, like, what do we do with this the fucking tag kid? The tag you're in. <laughs> tag you're in. I like that. <laughs> like, okay, like fucking Richie brought home a fucking squirrel and splayed it out on my fucking, on my couch. Apparently, I'm not supposed to get mad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that, that's. The... But that's the thing, too, is if, was he violent? Was he. Not at this point. Not at this point, like, cause did he, get, uh, did he get in a lot of trouble with his parents? Did he? Did he well, he uh, he had a like uh, like I said before, he uh, fit all the McDonald's triad. He had a lot of problems with theft, petty crime, stuff like that. But how did his parents react to it, though? They just thought, so like I said before, oh, he'll get over it. He's weird. Yeah. So uh, that, so yeah. It, it's like enabling him, just basically mm. being like. Yeah, well, you know, you'll grow out of it. So well, you think about continue. it. You think about it at this point. Richie's like eighteen, nineteen. This would be. He apparently never got bored of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were wrong. <laughs> so okay, so Richie gets bounced back, back and forth so many times, and the inevitable gets sent to live with your grandparents. Been that there. that happened with Jeffrey Dahmer. That happened with uh, you know, you know uh, Richard Ramirez. Like it's uh, when you get sent to live with your grandparents, it's kind of universally like. Parents. Enabling. <laughs> well, it's like your parent. The parents are like, we can't. What do we do? You know, like, uh, let's send it to our parents and see if you know. what I'm saying that's yeah. that's kind of the way I look at uh, sending it to your grandparents, because like he actually attacked his mom. He um, his mother was picking up the the kitchen phone to call because he was having a manic manic episode, and he took the phone away from her and threw her down to the ground and got physical with her. Uh. So you know. It all is like I don't know how this like turns into like oh uh, she needs to or he needs to go be with his grandmother. <laughs> like let's so to me what what's, what's fucked up about that is the grandmother is obviously older and probably maybe, a little maybe bit she knows frail. how to whoop more ass or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know what though, my grandma did. Oh my god, and it wasn't necessarily even my grandma, but it was my grandpa was the one who dealt out the punishment. 
But if it was my grandma, it was even worse. Because it was just like, oh, shit, she's going to go get the switch off the tree. Yeah. <laughs> and you just, we walking back to you, like, taking the leaves off it. And you're like, Ugh. oh, my God. Well, with, like, uh, Dahmer in particular, he was sent to live with his uh, grandmother. And she kind of turned a blind eye to him bringing people home for quite a while. Oh, he, he lived with her yeah, when he was yeah. killing people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Like, uh, there was actually a point where he uh, killed somebody and uh, kept their head in his closet in a box. And she came in a couple times and accused him of having pornography in that box. And, uh, and Jeffrey's like, nope, 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 there's nothing, nope. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, you know what, that's some stinky porn. Because what the hell do you not check the box for? You know, it's a, a head. it has to smell to high heaven. Well, uh, I get into the in the Jeffrey Dahmer episode I did on the podcast. His father unwittingly actually taught him how to bleach bones because he was a chemist. Oh, so it wasn't okay. <laughs> so it was just the skull then. Yeah. Oh, when you said the head, I'm picturing like he just chopped the head off and just threw it in the box. Yeah, it's all well, bleeding is, and yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll probably get to a redo of Dahmer so I can tell you guys the story because I love this shit. Like I'm having such a good. Yeah. You guys, we haven't even hit the dark shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, We're on the uh, Jedi side right now. So, uh, you know, sorry, gra- we have cell phones going on yeah, like gr- crazy. Tonight. Grandmother's taking care of him for a while, and uh, Richard's trying to do his best. You know, he ends up getting violent with his grandmother, like he got violent with his mother, and uh, they end up sending him to the American River, ho- the American Riverside Hospital. So this is where he uh, tells doctors that his heart, his head, and his liver have stopped working. Interesting. <laughs> Wonder what the thoughts behind that were. His head, not even his brain. Just yeah, his his, his, his head. head. Yeah, his head. And uh, he tells he tells the doctors that his pulmonary pulmonary artery pulmonary artery has been stolen. Artery. <laughs> so say the say he's it for a, me. Pulmonary Pul- artery has been stolen. <laughs> and uh, like I said, he only got that word because he had those anatomy books. It's hmm. the only. It's the only reason it got in his head. How else would fucking R- Richie? I'm gonna keep calling him Richie. Did they, got did they show him that he still had his pulmonary artery? It wouldn't. Ma- it wouldn't have mattered. It would matter. Like, what are you talking about? It's right here. <laughs> you see it in the book, but and then you see it on this. <laughs> do you really think he's going to understand that that screen? Make him understand. is his insides You're not taking the time to make him understand. <laughs> <laughs> that's a. That's a. A rough but fair assessment. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. It may not be right. I'm just saying. <laughs> so he it's was com- right. he was convinced that his blood had completely stopped moving. One hundred percent, his blood had completely stopped moving. Yeah, I don't know how you prove him that. <laughs> Cut him. So now, fair. now, now, Richie, finally diagnosed schizophrenic. Yes. Finally. Hallelujah. He, yeah. And what year is this? This would have been 1973. Oh, wow. 20, 23 years. 50, right? Yeah. So basically, his mother's response to his schizophrenic diagnosis was a strange quote. So his mother uh, was saying that he needs treatment. He needs care. He's not a danger to himself or others. Delusional. (laughs) But, but, then she says, later... There's no way Richie did these things. He's sick, but he's not that sick. Talk about delusional. Delusional. Yeah. Like, she's almost as much of that fault. Oh, yeah, she was enabling him. Absolutely. She was giving him a place where he could do the things. 
she was basically explaining shit away so he could keep doing it. Like, his, his dude. Dad, did, other, did his dad say stuff too? Or? His, his dad was there. But uh, like we'll get the into mom it. Was kind of yeah, like we'll get into it. But like his dad just wanted to be as far away from Richie's situation. And, and it's so funny. We're all calling him Richie now. I love it. It is Richie. Yeah, but uh, they, hey, if that's what everybody knows him as, then you know what? Yeah. He's Richie. Like his dad, from what I can tell, wanted to be as far away from the situation as possible. You know, that, that probably tells us why their names weren't in the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I respect it, that. So here's the thing: is like with his parents, they didn't want to be part of it. He was on his own, which is another scary thing with schizophrenia. <coughs> like the, his parents were there haphazardly. Yeah. You know he's you know he's entering his twenties at this point. They're like we don't want. You know. See, he he needed stability, and he didn't get that, and that's probably what helped it develop to such a, hor- a horrible right. level. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, poor guy. Like his his reality was so far skewed that he couldn't interact with society on a normal level and like, I, not, like not even like faking like he could you know yeah, do it like, like he couldn't do any of it and i keep using the analogies like he's on an acid trip the entire time yeah that's it's i'm not schizophrenic i'm that's from what i understand though like reality is a completely blurred it's your own perspective at that point but yet if you're in that situation, what people forget to think is it's real to you. you oh, yeah. You are literally point. seeing these things. It's real to you. And hearing these things just because they are not actually there to yeah, that person. Otherwise. They are. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So because to you. I appreciate that you say that. Well, yeah, because I mean, like, think about it. If I, if I had schizophrenia um, and I was seeing pink elephants i I don't know whatever nobody can tell you you're not seeing pink elephants. well if you started telling me that and i'm like no it's right there it's like yes i am yes i fucking am yeah then they take a picture and then it doesn't show not that they did this back then i'm sure it happens though say like you know try to prove them wrong somehow that would probably just trip them the fuck out yeah i would just be like what the fuck like like way to trip out their psychosis even more exactly i just saw that i just saw that so here's the thing Richie is released. Of course. <laughs> you know. Did they medicate him this time? No. No. Well, what the hell? No, I know. <laughs> Did he get shock therapy or anything no. like that? No. He wow. Was, uh, because of his mother's testimony, he's not a danger to himself or others. Yeah, he just so. said it. No, you know, he's just dangerous <laughs> well, here's to a lot thing, of different animals. Here's the thing is, like, we'll get into it later, but I want you guys to kind of envision his apartment. He lives by himself. Mm-hmm. He's filthy. Filthy. Constantly is going to the pet store, getting animals, uh, putting them in a blender. Yep. So this is the way Richie lives. And they're like, yeah, he's good. Go ahead and like, cut him loose. He's good. The thing is, is uh, when he gets released, the doctors have no idea about his blood drinking. He hasn't said, oh, okay. he hasn't, he hasn't yeah. said, he hasn't said a thing. Because yeah, but you know, it's like now... A lot of times that the, if you have counselors and things like that, they'll check up on you. They'll go to your house and check up on you. And back then they didn't. Had they done that? I think they called it a wellness check, right? Yeah, a yeah. wellness check, yeah. Had they done that, they could have nipped a lot <laughs> of this in the bud. Would have saved seven people. Yeah, it would have saved a lot of animals, too. Oh, yeah, a lot of animals. So uh, after his release from the psych ward at this point, his delusion, his delusions just fucking skyrocket. 
he's convinced that his mother is poisoning his food, so he doesn't want to eat anything that she makes anymore. All he wants to eat is the animals that he picks up. Like he's like he's actually been in the book. They talk about him picking up roadkill. Oh, and gross! Yeah, yeah. Like the, his schizophrenia. Like we'll get into it, the Renfield syndrome later. But uh, yeah, like that's the only in his mind. That's how he thought the only way he could survive was uh, he had to imbibe blood from other living things. Otherwise, like he was convinced that, his, like I said before, he was convinced that his blood was shrinking. And then when his blood, if his blood was to shrink away and disappear, he would actually die. So, so. I mean, that's true. You, you would, but that's not what's but happening. Blood, but blood doesn't shrink. Yeah. <laughs> like, you literally have the same amount of blood the day you're born, respectively, to the day you die. Like to Oh, they the just, yeah, it, it just replenishes itself. Yeah. Well, it's. The, you know, and there's anemia and shit like that. I know. But I Richie that. was not anemic. <laughs> but, but no, but I, I could see him putting himself into some sort of blood disease, though, by, by drinking the animal blood. That yeah. cannot be good for you. Right. So, yeah, we're going to get into that right now. Oh, sweet. You know, Segway. Like, so, so Richie had his own apartment, and which I think could be the worst possible thing you could do for somebody like fucking Richard Chase. Give him his own apartment, his own money, his own... Freedom, yeah. I Who's think giving him money? His parents, from what I could tell. Oh, Jesus. Because they were paying his rent. So they they yeah, literally were... That sounds like now, at that, that point, with them paying his rent and you know giving him money to spend, and they're buying him away. They're basically like, dude, you go do you. Please don't involve us. We'll pay you to stay away. It will pay. Yeah, literally. Just right. Don't get in trouble. <laughs> so the big thing that was noted from uh, Richie's first like days in his apartment on his own is like he was given a bicycle, and he would ride his bicycle every single day to the pet shop and back, and he would pick up puppies and rabbits and stuff like that, and he would butcher them and drink their blood. And typically, would he would typically uh, cut them open and use a blender. And, uh, like, their organs and everything. Like, and he would make a shake and drink it. Like, when the cops actually went into his apartment, like, I have a description of, like, what they found when they went in. Like, Please, tell us. Oh, well, well, we'll get to that when, when they, because we're still at the point, of, Richie hasn't even really committed a crime yet. Oh, I guess we can't know what it's like until. Until we, yeah. I don't know. Describe a little bit of what it was okay, like. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, Richie was left to his own devices. It was said that, like, uh, so he was sleeping in a sleeping bag that was covered in dried blood. And uh, the thing that people don't realize is when blood dries, it turns brown. It's not red. <clears throat> so, like, they, they found human they found uh, human remains in his refrigerator. Like, in particular, there's human uh, brain matter, stuff like that. We'll get to that. But uh, what w the initial cops were confused because they thought things were covered in feces because of the brown. because yeah. and the, because initially because of the way things smelled. Oh. Mm. It already reeked in there anyway. But what it is was blood. It was rotting blood. It wasn't shit. Yeah, so they Maybe went. Well, you know what a lot too. of poo poo is. Well, I'm sure there was shit too. Rotting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but no, your poo poo is a lot of getting rid of your red blood cells that you're shedding. Right. Your yeah, body. for sure. So and when, when you die, I you can imagine with a whole shit ton of blood decomposing around the, it would smell uh, like doo doo. Like literally dozens and dozens of 
rabbits, cats, guinea pigs, anything he could get from the. Well, and think about it. When he's killing them, they're, they're, all of those are, are leaving excrement as well. Oh, no, good point. And, yeah. he's, and if he's not cleaning up the blood, he's not even showering. Fucking... He's not even showering. So. Yeah, there's no way he's cleaning up the, the the mess that he's making with these animals, like like going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, when he got released, you know, his delusions got worse, like I said. And uh, he actually believed his mother was actually uh, controlling him through mind control and telepathy, which is another big thing in schizophrenia, because you, you can never really tell what's real. It's just certainly covering for him. For sure, dude. I didn't even think about that. She was obviously, like, uh, in super, super denial. Oh, well, yeah, those quotes that we had, just explain that. And then her flip-flop on it, too. Right, <laughs> her flip-flop, I like that. So there was uh, one day where uh, Richard's dad came to the apartment because they would uh, routinely kind of go fishing because uh, Richie, like he, his dad would get him out of the house, make sure he would do stuff. Yeah. So uh, he walked in the door, and uh, he found uh, Richard pale and naked. And uh, he, asked, he asked Richie what's wrong, and uh, Richie's reply was... I bought a bad rabbit. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> so he, he basically was, uh, his father is just now understanding that Richie's bringing home animals and eating them raw and injecting their, their blood into his own blood. Wait, so now he's injecting himself. Yes, yes, yes. He's uh, literally taking blood and injecting it into his own veins. Dude, he just stepped it up a notch there. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I forgot to say that he, uh, he started to escalate at this point. Yeah. I'd say so. <laughs> he's a junkie, but he's, he's a different kind of junkie. He's, for, he's a blood junkie. He's a vampire. He's a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So his dad, uh, understandably, was fucking alarmed. <laughs> oh, oh, now he's alarmed. Oh, yeah. About time, yeah. So at this point, Richard is finally committed. Committed. Like before we were talking about, he finally got diagnosed. He's in Arkham now. He's finally committed. And uh, he was there for two days and ran out the front door. And they caught him. They caught him. Um, and so what the fuck happened to him after that? I'm sure it wasn't uh, great. <laughs> so they... Uh, they literally caught him killing rabbits and quote I like killing rabbits because they're like little machines. <laughs> what the fuck? Like it like I I wanna like argue with the shit that he says. I feel bad laughing though, you know, because I mean he he's he's got a disease. He can't help it. But at the same time it's like what the well, he's he's not like uh, I'm sure human society has seen him quote unquote before, but not in the capacity that you know that we had him in the in the seventies and sixties and seventies. So when you really get around to it, he honestly suffered what's from called it was called a uh, Renfield syndrome. Master, master, master. So uh, it was named for a character in Dracula that ate bugs in, to, to gain their strength. Mm-hmm. So, Which he believed that his master was sending to him to eat. So I actually uh, took a second and wrote down the three stages of Renfield Syndrome. Nice. So like what they actually are. So the first stage is uh, the patient 
cutting themselves and drinking their own blood. That's stage one of Renfield. That's what's, uh, stage one? <laughs> well, so Richie jumped past that. Yeah. I was going to say, did he ever even do that? No, I don't think so. I don't think he did. But, you know, he's on the Renfield scale. Because I, I don't think that they ever said about two. him doing self-harm or anything like that. No, he, he, he actually... Even to, yeah. get to, to drink it. I don't think they ever said anything. Well, because he was worried about having enough blood in his body. He's not going to cut himself to drink it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's, uh, at least he's, you know, on, on he's a level kind of understanding that that, you know, would be a little backwards. He's got some kind of schizophrenic logic. Yeah, exactly. That, exactly. That's an oxymoron, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, stage two is uh, zoophagia. That's uh, what Renfield did was uh, eating animals to gain their power and everything like that. So uh, stage three is human blood. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, he's been heading there for a while, though. He, he's been heading there oh, for... This has been the crusp. The, the crux. Cusp. Crux. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cusp. Of, of everything that Richie's been leading up to at this point. So uh, he um, was released September 29th, 1976. So how long was he in there for? Mm, about six months. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. At least, at least they, they kept tried, him long yeah. enough. They tried. They probably there by that time, they're just like, okay, you know what? We cannot help you, and you're driving us nuts. <laughs> you're driving Richie, get the fuck out of here. He said he won't do it anymore. So. <laughs> like, yeah, what? exactly. That's all they did. They asked him, like, would you do this anymore? And he's like... No. Yes. So can they're you like, give oh, me your? Said no. Can you give me your lungs? Because I feel like if I eat your lungs, I will have new lungs. Do you still? Think <laughs> do you still think your stomach's in bad? Right. Yeah. So here's the thing: is uh, his release was against uh, literally nine of his ten doctors. They were like, "Do not let him go." So then how many said? So the one said nine, okay. Nine doctors. Nine of his ten doctors were like, "Don't let." And, and when one, one doctor was like, was like "Okay," and then, yeah, then everyone's go. like, "Okay, good." Was he the senior doctor? Yeah. Uh, his doctor said that he showed good socialization skills, good good realizing against good realizing uh, reality versus like hallucinations. Uh, no, dude, where did this guy get his fucking degree? Right. So again, uh, they released Richard. They sent him back to his apartment, and his mom started weaning him off the drugs, saying, "Quote, you don't need him anymore." <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, the quote was, he walked around like a zombie. <laughs> oh, I bet. So, you know what? I mean, it's because you're so used to his, like, super eccentric, you know, mannerisms and personality and just, like, you know, the, his, his way of thinking. Like, everything was just very eccentric. Of course he's going to look like a zombie when they normalize him. Yeah. So as of uh, August 1977, Richard is completely without medication. So Fantastic. Like, like not even a year later. But, yeah, right. Like not even a year. And huh. like that's psych psychotropic medication at that time was still a guessing game. True. Dude, I'm sure it's, it's still a guessing accurate, game. Yeah. But still. Okay, so uh, this uh, we're going to move forward to August 3rd, 1977. Tribal police were called over a reported abandoned car in the Walker River, Walker River Reservation in Nevada. It was a 1966 Ford Ranchero, which turns out to be Richard's favorite truck or vehicle. Hmm. I, I figured you... My dad's got a Ranchero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so inside they found a loaded 
33 rifle and a 22 pistol handgun covered in blood just straight covered in blood <laughs> and, and you gotta imagine at this time that's pretty fucking scary yeah you, you find you, you, you don't know who did it you don't know what they're capable of you don't know if that's their blood someone else's blood animal blood yeah. so uh, and next to the weapons they found a plastic bucket with a liver in it uh, I just thought can you I would, imagine finding that? I, I just thought I would let that marinate for a second. <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? So, you know, of course, they freaked out, and uh, the police started looking around, and it was about 130 yards away. They found Richard on top of a rock, naked, covered in blood. <laughs> just covered in blood. Different blood. It's not the same blood. It actually <laughs> it turned out that the, the liver was from a cow. Oh. So here's the thing is, where the fuck did Richie get a fucking cow liver? <laughs> you know, like, like, where the fuck did he get a cow liver? That, that's a, from a cow. That's a, well, well, did he go fucking butcher somebody's cow? Well, yeah, they didn't find a dead cow anywhere. No, they had nothing related to it. Weird. Now with a cow with a missing liver. And when the cops finally had Richie, they had, like they asked him where the blood came from, and he said, "Quote, it's seeping from me." <laughs> I just don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> like, I've never had anybody tell me anything was seeping from them. I'm sorry, but if someone did tell me that, I would stay very far away from them. Just because, like, what, what's seeping from you? <laughs> well, like, put yourself in these cops' shoes. Like, they find this dude covered in blood, on record for being schizophrenic, has a yep. cow liver in his fucking car. Or well, his whatever. car's all crashed too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's got loaded guns, and you know you can see he's naked, but what does he have in his lap? Or you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, have you fucking scared? Yeah. Oh, and they took him in, and here's the thing: is they didn't keep him; they released him. <laughs> Dude, what? This guy has some magical how many charm. How many, how many times has Richie been released now? Four, three, four times. I was gonna say at least three. Yeah, at least three. So you know we're getting up to his first murder. You know this is. Uh, four days after Christmas. It's, uh, it's yeah. Here we go. Okay, so it's December twenty seventh, uh, nineteen seventy seven. He's in his Ford Range. He's in his Ford Ranchero. That's that's his car. That's two days after Christmas. Oh, okay. So I wrote down four days, but we're two days after Christmas. So he went out with his uh, twenty two handgun, and the, the thing is, is he actually went and stole the the uh, stole. He stole the holster for it. Because oh. he had the gun, and he asked his mom for it. He asked his mom to buy, her, buy him a holster, and she's like, no. So he went and stole it from a fucking thrift shop. At least he had the gun first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so he was driving around. At least he didn't use the gun to take the holster. Right, you know, like which he could have. Yeah. Which he could have, which he could have. So he was, he was driving around, and he saw 51-year-old Ambrose Griffin. He was uh, unloading groceries from the car and, and his wife was inside and he blasted three rounds at uh ambrose and missed oh, the 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 second shot the second round of three bullets he hit the first one missed and the second one hit him in the chest killing him instantly mm. and he was a 51 year old man you know 22 rounds not going to do a lot but you know they hit you in the chest you're done yeah. and uh, no, nobody knew it was him until the vampire second round was caught. It's like nobody put this together until that was actually everything was all put together and he confessed to everything. Yeah, if wow. you just do it real quick in a parking lot or something bounce out, I guess you can probably get away with that back then. Well, it, was, it was the 70s. <clears throat> yeah. 
So, you know, with that attempted murder, you know, he, it, well, not attempted murder, he fucking killed the guy. It uh, increased his bloodlust. He, he started getting more intense about the stuff that he wanted to do. His, uh, his neighbor, uh, her, her name was Dawn Lawson. She said that she saw Richard carry three animals into his apartment. It was two dogs and one cat at separate times, and they never came back out. Did he carry them while they were alive? Or did it, were they in like uh, a bag or something? Well, he brought live animals into his house. Okay. And, and they never came back out. He actually began to uh, start getting uh, banned from pet shops. He, he would start showing time. <laughs> yeah, it took him how many years? Like, come the fuck on, people. Yeah, right. After like, you buy like, like how many? Third, do- I, I say third rabbit. Like, what the fuck? I, I say you get. I say you yeah, get the, one the, dog every five years. <laughs> From Most a pet. poor dogs aren't. No, I'm making a joke. I'm making a joke. Like, just because oh. he was there like every other day. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, think about it. I mean, like the first, uh, the first one, you'd be like, okay, well, that sucks. Sorry. You know, you you got a bad rabbit. Second one, you, you got a bad rabbit. <laughs> the, the, the second <laughs> right. one, you'd be like, oh, well, that's unfortunate, but. Here you go. But and like you said, the third one, you'd be like, like hey. No, fuck fuck. Like, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? I catch on here, you pervert. Not, don't need to sell rabbits that bad. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, is like dogs all over the neighborhood started like coming up missing. He was just escalating. Dude, can you imagine living in that neighborhood? So like, Because at that time, I'm sure it wasn't that easy to once you had a house. To get out of it into another one, I, I, I doubt it was as easy as it is now. Probably a lot of paperwork mm, and yeah. all kinds of shit. So you were probably trapped, having that guy living down the street from you. <laughs> I mean, you, you 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 have to know who he was. You know, like it wasn't just like this guy just goes in and out of his house and nobody notices when he smells, and he's like, well, you, so could, you can only imagine what he would smell like. Oh, I don't even want to yeah, imagine what he imagine. smelled like. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> you wonder, did he wipe his butt? Maybe. <laughs> on a good day? <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> so on uh, June 23rd, 1978, Chase had decided that it's time to take his blood ritual to humans. <clears throat> yeah, so here we go. Did he say there was a certain thought that did it, or what? You would, Even if he told you, I don't know, but... This, this is from the book. This is the day that June 23rd, 1978. So he began walking down the street. He came across the address 2909 East Burnham Street. So he tried the patio door and that was locked. And so he just he decided to go to the back door and that was locked. And then he went around to the back like garden door and the woman at the house, her name was Jean. She was staring right out at him. They were like looking face to face, and that, that's actually like a fear of mine. Like Fuck yeah. people, people like looking at me through the window. No, and well, she, yeah, peepers are fucking scary. And uh, she said that uh, he, she looked at him, or he looked at her with like zero emotion. Just <laughs> like, and uh, the phrase that she uses, like she was, like he was picking out a new car. She must have been like a Pinto or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that was awesome, actually. <laughs> Because he didn't choose her, right? And, and uh, moved on, right? One of the damn it, but one of the creepy, the creepy thing about uh, Richie at that point is he lit a cigarette and walked away. Yeah, that that would that, that would creep me the fuck out. It wasn't a, she wasn't a Ferrari. I would have immediately called nine one one, and I don't call nine one one because 
figure people can usually just figure it out, you know. But yeah, I would have called nine one one. I think that's where all your your creep flags go up. You can like hair stands up on the back of your neck. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that'd be trippy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so he uh, continued to just walk around the neighborhood. About thirty minutes later, he ended up at uh, Robert and Barbara Edwards' house. His whole thing is like, if your door was locked, he wouldn't go fuck with you. Mm. Like if he. And that's why I always lock the goddamn door. <laughs> So he walked in, and it was like kind of burglarizing the place, and they came in together because they were grocery shopping, and they ended up actually chasing Richard around the house. And uh, like one of the funny things that made me fucking laugh so hard is like they were chasing him around the house, and apparently he screamed out, I was looking for a shortcut. <laughs> and he's like, I was looking for a shortcut. And he fucking ran out the front door. Like, I thought that was pretty oh hilarious. Oh, my God. These, these people have to, like, after you've seen it on the news when he got caught, thinking, this, like, dude, that yeah. could have fucking been yeah, me. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, like, that that would have been an eye-opening experience for sure. So with, uh, with this couple, uh, with Barbara and Robert, uh, they discovered after, you know, they chased uh, Richard out and everything, they, found, they discovered that uh, he had actually gone through and peed on all the baby's clothes. What? Oh, wow. Yeah, and then actually uh, shit on the baby's bed. Oh. Yeah, and that's that's a huge sign of escalation. Um, that's yeah, like I'd that's say that's, so. that's it's literally like I sh I drink your milkshake. You get what I'm saying? It's like uh, this thing is important to you, and I'm gonna shit on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying like. My milkshake brings the boy. Oh, yeah, well, it's it, it's, it's like, from a movie. It's um, yeah. no country for old men. Like I drink your milkshake. It's, it's the guy's. I've seen I've seen the movie, but yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. So at this point, you know, he got chased out. He's like, I was looking for a shortcut. I was looking for a shortcut. <laughs> and he uh, he, he ends up uh, walking to a convenience store looking for orange soda. That was his favorite. Orange soda was just I don't know why I wrote that down, but orange soda is Richie's favorite thing. That's important. Yeah, but uh, at the at the that convenience store, he ran into an old high school fr uh, acquaintance of his named uh, Nancy Holden. And uh, he walked up to Nancy Holden, they hadn't seen her in like 20 years, and said, Were you on the motorcycle when Kurt was killed? Which is creepy because she kind of remembers Richie. And the thing is that she actually had a boyfriend named Kurt that was killed on a motorcycle. Because, uh, yeah, it is a really weird thing. Like, she kind of remembers Richie, and the thing is, like, for him to kind of like a associate her with that. And yeah. just, like, even remember that. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, and uh, so that, that that would fuck with your mind, you know. Like, where are you? Up? And I, I just, I can't help but hear like a high pitched Richie voice, like, "Why are you on a motorcycle?" <laughs> you know, he's just schizophrenic. I can't. Help. Yeah, it sounds like Bobcat Goldwit to me. Who? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You're. A good, it's a good thing. Yeah. A, I don't know. That's not a good thing. You so he ended up following <laughs> Nancy to her car, asking for a ride, and that'd be scary as fuck right off the bat. You know, he's in this orange parka smells like shit i'd imagine you'd see his 22 pistol on the fucking holster that he yeah, stole probably yeah you know so she kept asking he kept asking her for a ride and she got into her car and he richie almost got in and but she drove away and, shit my heart would be racing like but I, I would have no qualms about running a guy like that over but well, that's here, just me here's the thing is you put yourself in okay God, it's so hard to say put yourself in Richie's place, but like was he planning on like a kidnapping? Was he did he just want to ride? This point, did he just want to ride? At this point you don't know. 
because he's already escalated to a point of killing people. Somebody, yeah. So it, it would have been something like maybe he did just want to ride, but then that ride could turn into something horrible because she said something wrong. Right. You know, you and know? here's the thing is he's covered in shit stained blood stains. Obviously, probably he's looking disheveled as fuck. Oh, yeah. You know, and just fucking that out just of his gourd. That seemed to be his uh, M.O. Well, then, like I brought up a second ago, is like because from the book that I went through, is like he had that holster, and there's no way that him and, like there's no way that it wasn't visible. There's just no yeah. fucking way. He was wearing an orange, an orange bloodstained parka, with a fucking shoulder holster, holster with a fucking twenty-two pistol. Mm. Where, and then where does this take place at? This is Sacramento. all in Sacramento, California. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's yeah, because it's a little bit chilly there. I could I could see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is around Christmas time too. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, he followed her to her car. She, like, took off. And, like, the thing is, is, like, what gets in my head is, like, well, what if he would have got into that car? It could have, like, things could have been. Yeah. She, honestly, I want to say if, she, if he had gotten in that car, I don't think she would have lived her Probably life not. after that. Probably not. Well, and the thing is, she li- lived to tell the story. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If he got in that car, though, she probably wouldn't have. Yeah. So, okay. She leaves Richard behind. And uh, this is, we're going to get rolling here. I keep saying that. <laughs> okay, so uh, Richie ends up walking away from the convenience store and ends up at two, 236 East Toco Way, which is in the river, Riverside area of Sacramento. And he saw a blue van in the, in the driveway. And he made, uh, after a interview later, he made a more or less a schizophrenic uh, connection as that he saw a blue van earlier that day. And he's like, oh, that blue van's there. That means I should go over and say hello. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like he basically saw a blue van earlier in that day and his schizophrenic brain's like, oh, that's, you know, Familiar, yeah. that's a sign. I should go say hello. So he decided to approach the front door, and uh, the first thing he did was uh, cock his uh, t- 22 and pop a round out of it and put it into the mailbox and close the mailbox. I still couldn't tell you why he did that. Interesting. So, At this point, I don't think anyone could tell you why he probably did anything. He's so far He's in his... his yeah. I get Well, he peed on that, all the baby good. clothes. Yeah, no shit. Oh. Yeah. Because yeah. it's... Think about that. Like, he... 22 is not a big round no. and he popped it out and put it in the mailbox so what he ended so he put the round in the mailbox and he opened the front door and he ended up what he ended up finding was a uh, Teresa Willen which is one of the residents of the house and uh he opens the door and puts a gun in her face she's carrying out a trash bag and this is one of the stories that really gets to me so she holds her hand up because she sees Richard put a gun in her face he fires a gun sh- fires the 22 pistol straight into her palm it goes through her palm and then nicks her neck as, uh. it, as, it, as it comes out her elbow and the, the second bullet he fires a second time and it hits the top of her skull and knocks her out and uh, so then he steps up to her and puts a third one into her temple at probably about three inches and honestly this is a mercy for, yeah, a, for, for what was about to come. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, this was a mercy for what was about to come. So here we go. That was a chime at a perfect time. <laughs> Did she live by herself? No. Okay. So, yeah, gold star. Here we go, gold star number number one. So he picked her up by the shoulders 
and she was still you know just recently brain shot which i actually looked up that's a phrase brain shot because your body still is like doing this like uh in shock or your body your yeah you're, so, yes you're spasming because you're you're uh you're you're dying well she's dead so all, she's, well, yeah, yeah. yeah no but the brain the brain is dying in the sense that it's it's firing all these electrodes then going at like crazy yeah. because of the brain's dying well, it's, not, it's not like in the movies when you get shot you die instantly like you no, do no, no, die you, instantly you but. do but your body still goes through a, a different process as it's dying yeah because where's your i mean, i don't know we different don't organs get into react it. well brain death yeah. brain death is different than heart death different than kidney death like yeah brain death is instantaneous it's the lights going out mm -hmm. but uh you know, luckily like i said luckily she got to have that and then here we go mm -hmm. so he dragged her to the bedroom by the shoulders creating a huge dark gross bloodline because he it was mostly arterial blood because she he shot her in the face and in the in the in the, in the wrist so it's arter yeah. arterial arterial blood <laughs> so he pulled up and left her on the bed so he put her on the bed and which is kind of gruesome to me because she's like i said brain shot huge streak of blood threw up on on the bed so at this point he decides to go to the kitchen to find a knife so he goes into the kitchen finds a particular butcher knife and on his way back he grabs a yogurt cup out of the trash that she dropped remember she was carrying a bag of trash and put her hand up yeah so he brings that back to the bedroom and then goes to work on the body is the way i wrote it down oh wow yeah so what did he do just got her? no no i've got it in full detail here we go okay cool, okay, cool. okay so first he starts with pulling her sweater up above her head and he slices off her left nipple and uh, this interesting is interesting yeah, yeah well he's this is his first time getting to quote unquote play with a body oh. he, he's a he's a product killer he's not a, you know because he like uh, you had like uh Dahmer was a product killer he like uh bundy was a process killer like he doesn't care what happens before he just wants the body he's a he's a product killer huh, okay so he cuts off her uh, she's dead thank god yeah thank god so she's dead he cuts off her left nipple and he like from what i read in the book he kind of plays around with it and rolls around on his fingers then he ends up stabbing the torso and he ends up slitting it from sternum to stem bringing it from bottom to top and then he does it left to right opening up in an x basically so then what he does is he reaches in and pulls out all the intestines and continues to stab the intestines uh in total there's eight individual stab stab wounds in the intestines and for some reason he avoids the liver hmm. and this is he's he did this and uh we'll get the each time he avoids the liver Weird. but yet he stole the cow liver right did oh he, i didn't even think about that Right. Yeah, yeah. Did he leave it in there, or did he? He actually takes a bite of it. Of the liver. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, yeah. So he he literally was stabbing it so hard that. Uh, oh, so he left the liver. He didn't stab the liver. He yeah yeah he didn't he didn't he took a bite of it. But but he didn't like mutilate it. <sighs> Which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like but that. That must have been the sacred part to him. Yeah, well, like, when he was stabbing her sternum and everything, it was so deep that the knife, it was a kitchen knife, came out her back. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, that's, 
and like, we'll get into it like when that kind of thing when the police look at that they look at it as like a crime of passion like this person quote unquote had to know who this person was to attack him this fucking violently yeah but they don't think about schizophrenia yeah so Richard goes and gets the the yogurt cup he starts actually taking the yogurt cup and t- scooping it into her abdomen and drinking blood wow. yeah just that's that's pretty grody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, but, well, think about it too. He's already he ripped the intestines out, chopped those up, has it was randomly stabbing the shit out of her in there. Like eight eight, eight more times. Yeah. Eight more times. Missed <laughs> the liver, but I'm sure he stabbed probably the stomach. Everything. And you know everything else. And so he's not just drinking blood. He's drinking bile. He's drinking. Oh, bile! I didn't even think yeah. about that. He yeah. probably pierced the fucking bladder and and the bowel. Well, he literally pulled so the guts out and was playing with them. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. He probably pierced all that stuff. That and he's not just drinking the blood. He's drinking all of that. In yeah. in the like the like doing this research, I actually had a dream, which which was scary. So, like the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, is like if you really in- intellectualize what he did, he pulled it out. He pulled your insides out and started going to town on it with a sharp knife. Uh-huh. And then went in with a yogurt cup and drank it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to laugh. I just don't know how to respond. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah you know, the ner- laugh. nervous laughter. <laughs> that was nervous laughter. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so after he finished up with his quote-unquote ritual with the body, he went to the bathroom and actually smeared that blood on his face and hands and his clothes intentionally. Jesus. And, you know, and we already know Richard doesn't change his clothes or shower. No. So, I wonder <laughs> what was behind that as to, was he trying to disguise himself? It was, it was, was a, he you can't understand the schizophrenic own, reasoning. I know, you but know, it's the, just me trying, trying to, to, uh, right, to yeah. ra- not rationalize it, but rationalize. Well, like make sense it of it, maybe? Yeah. Make sense of it? From a different perspective, you know? Or, or, or it was like a sense of ownership of like, I did this, you know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. So the last thing he did before leaving the house is he went into their backyard and actually uh, gathered up a pile of their dog's shit and put it in her mouth before she left. Before what he the left. Fuck? Yeah, they, he, and then yeah. this is the one that, that he stabbed in the abdomen and everything, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, good. So she was already dead. Yeah. That's what I said earlier. It's like it was a mercy. Yeah. You know, compared to like what was Oh, about God. To yeah. So and the worst part about this is uh, later on the, there was an autopsy of her body and uh, she was six weeks pregnant. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so that's rough. You know what I mean? And uh, to me, actually, the worst part is that her, hus- her husband discovered the body. Oh. That's not cool. Yeah. You know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, That's what a lot of people don't think about, yeah. too, is that when there's a body, someone has to discover it. God forbid that be you. Yeah. That's the scariest part. Yeah. At this crime scene, literally all they had was a set of bloody footprints in Teresa's blood. And like I talked about earlier, the little circles of blood around the body. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing about this one is they found large blood circles, which kind of implies that Richie brought his own bucket. What if he was taking it home with them? He's carrying a bucket of blood. Would you be that surprised? <laughs> no, I'm not. That's why I like. I mean, he obviously had a bucket for the cow liver. He was probably thinking of taking that home, but the cops came. Yeah, like when I picture Richie with that, I see him like with a bucket of intestines, not just blood. Just like it just reminds me of a Fight Club when they go and they steal the fat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like 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 that. Um, 
consistency is what I picture being in his bucket. Uh, uh, all right, so we're going to keep rolling along here. So, sorry, uh, I'm gross. No, I no. Know, I don't know why that's gross to me. It right just now. is, though. <laughs> well, considering no, I said I'm sorry, about. I'm gross. <laughs> so uh, by January uh, 27th, 1978, he would claim four more victims. Uh, wow. Yeah, so that's that's why I was talking about he's not just a serial killer, he's a spree killer. He, just, he took breaks. And, you know, that's, that's the uh, definition. So uh, January 26th, the day before, there was a bunch of uh, reports around the entire neighborhood of, uh, of the springs there in the hills that uh, there was a dirty man walking around that was skinny wearing an orange parka and smelled. And, you know, <laughs> that, that's a thing. Like, I, I know, but, but to think of them just being like, that, that's his description. Orange that, parka, dirty, that's sticky. That's why he's in trouble. Not because he's doing other things, but just because he's dirty and smelly and looks a little weird. Yeah, well, it was just maybe consistent enough to where it was a red flag. No, no, obviously it was. Yeah. But I'm saying that, like he's ob- probably doing other things that they should yeah, be reporting right. him for and they report him for being dirty and smelly. Right. So at the, at this time Richie's literally going in this neighborhood door to door knocking on doors asking for back issues of Mad Magazine. <laughs> nice. I'm not even joking. This is a thing. He, like he was literally knocking on people's doors like, "Do you have like, do you have copies of Mad Magazine that so I can take home? He wanted, like, multiples of the same yeah. line, even? Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> uh, you think, like, did he get one and then be like, all right, I'm good? Or He just it looked like he maybe wanted a collection or something. <laughs> maybe he was doing it to build a house. Yeah. Well, my thought is he's going door to door checking people out. Yeah, most likely. But here's the thing. I don't think he has the wherewithal for that. I don't think he's organized enough to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So... He probably literally was looking for the magazine, but not even really realized. Ow! I'm sorry, I just hit my knee. Um, but he probably Real didn't life. even realize why he was looking for these magazines. It, it, he seems to be to be someone who had a thought Fixation. and acted on that thought. And like, that I thought want Mad alone. Magazine. Yep. I want Mad Magazine. Yeah, exactly. And and him being like, how do I get Mad Magazine? I go to door. Okay, I go next door. I get Mag Magazine. <laughs> like that, that's how I figure. I, I think of his thought process. I don't think it, it's very complicated. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. So, and then on January 25th, which is a day prior, so it's three days back now, there was a couple that called the police that found their uh, Labrador puppy in their back on their back porch, shot and ripped open. Oh. Yeah, and the thing is, is they told the police that two days prior to that, they sold two puppies to a skinny man in an orange jacket. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The, so uh, this Lieutenant Biondi, the guy that we're this is the book that we're you know the book that we're using for research. He kind of got a hunch and was like, kind of like this this fucking weird guy walking around and there was a murder the other day. Let's kind of compare the bullets. Yeah. Which I think Smart. Is, that's that's fucking yeah. cra- that's crack police work if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like who like? Well, mine's what? Well, let's, yeah, here's twenty two. There's no here's a twenty two. Here's a twenty two. Let's compare this shit. This is some weird ass shit. And they were basically a match. Nice. You know the you know, the thing is, is they had to do an autopsy on the little pup, which probably was rough. Uh-uh. Yeah, but here's the thing: is now there's a fucking lead. Yeah. You know now there's a fucking lead. The the they know that this, like, the, they actually went to the FBI. The FBI actually never got involved, but they gave, you know, they, start, they started using the whole uh, profiling process. 
And they actually made a profile of Richard that was, like, fucking on point. Oh, wow. It's like, I don't know if you've ever, like, looked into, like, FBI profiling, and it makes a difference, like, when you're looking for... I watched Criminal Minds. <laughs> I, I know that's just a show, dude, but no, no I've, I've watched a lot of documentaries and things like that. Like, right. this stuff really does yeah. intrigue me. So we got Beyondy on the case now. Richard's kind of, like, starting to escalate things. He's Obviously, there's reports of him doing buying puppies and killing them fucking showing up in people's houses running around saying i was taking a shortcut like he's a weird (laughs) he's a weird if you could see the image in my mind of how scrambled and just running and like running over couches i see benny hill i see benny hill yeah exactly 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 they're all running back and forth and then behind each other and then in front of each other and I was taking a shortcut. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to keep moving. Uh, Here's my next one I wrote for myself. Gold star. If you make it through this one, guys, you get a gold star. If you tell us on on any of our social media, tell us that you got a gold star. Yeah, we would love to hear Uh, that. Yeah, tell us. All you got to do is like hashtag us or something and say gold star, and we'll know what you're talking about. So what I'm about to tell you happened over the course of 45 minutes. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to guess that it's going to sound like it took days, but it was just really, really gruesome and really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Evelyn Evelyn Maroth, M-E-R-O-T-H Maroth. She was a 38-year-old single mother who lived with her two kids, Vernon, which was 13, and her other son, Jason, which was six. So this was in the Country Club Center part of the neighborhood of Sacramento, which is, like, not quite the rich neighborhood, but... Kind of where I'm at, where I'm at. Kind of, well, it's, I'm I'm centering, you know what I'm saying? And this was uh, January 27th, January 27th, 1978. She was at home with her son, with her son, Jason, and she was babysitting her sister-in-law's 20-month-year-old little boy. Uh, Oh, (laughs) jeez. Okay. So that day, Evelyn had plans to send her uh, six-year-old Jason to go along with the neighbors to go play in the snow at the foothills of the Mount Sierra, the Sierra Nevada Mountains. And uh, he didn't have snowshoes, so she called over her her buddy, Danny, and he showed up at the house. uh, Danny Meredith was his last name. Showed up at the house at 9.05, and she asked Danny to go rent some snowshoes for Jason because he didn't have any snowshoes. So... Jason, you know, Danny leaves, and it's uh, so at this point, it's Jason, Evelyn, and the the twenty month year old. So Richard watch watches Daniel, Danny leave, and he's driving a red station wagon. So he watches it leave. This comes up later why it's a red station wagon. So he, as soon as he watches Danny leave, Richard enters the back of the house through the back door, which is unlocked. Nice people. Yeah, and too then, trusting. Yeah, and in this much time, uh, he enters the bathroom, and Evelyn is taking a bath, and he puts the twenty-two to her forehead and kills her instantly. Holy another, crap! Another that's mercy. the worst bath of your life. <clears throat> right. I mean, you think that you're gonna get in there and go relax, and then, well, yeah, I guess you relax, but it's the ultimate relax. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully it, hopefully it was painless. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, yeah. Then, well, you know she was scared to death well, right before it, it happened. Even if she saw it, though. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was a, it's a split second for her of just sheer fear, and then she died. Yeah. So uh, Richard shoots her, in the, shoots her in the head. He pulls her out of the bathtub and drags her into her bedroom. Which he, he drags her naked, wet body onto the bed. 
and this kind of seems like an mo it seems like he always takes it to the bed like yeah. i talked about that before so Which, is it to me that's probably thinking about it what what if he's trying to actually see if his penis works and that's I didn't why even he's think taking about him that. to the bed. I didn't even think about that. Because, yeah. um, I mean, that, that's, the bed is a very sexual um, object to just, just in Pretty general. Pretty much anybody. Yeah, just because that's just. That's where it where is. That's where it goes on. <laughs> um, I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, I mean, he may not even be trying to have sex with them. Like, maybe that's the intent, but he's impotent. Maybe, maybe he's maybe hoping at this point in time. Triggers a boner or something. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, no, that's an amazing. That is a really good point. I would have never have thought of that angle. I was thinking it was kind of like his work table, you know, like yeah, that too. Kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's it's a really interesting angle you brought at that because I like because uh you know most serial killers are, are at a sexual angle. It just is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, well, his obviously is just in the sense that it started because of his wang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole, the whole thing. Just some Viagra. On, just some Viagra could have changed the course of so many things. Oh man. <laughs> the one time that the little blue pill would save a life. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Oh. <laughs> okay, so like I said, he dragged her body to the bed, put her naked, wet body on the the bedroom in the in the bedroom, and it's presumed that the seven year old or six year old Jason heard the shot and threw up the looking at the crime scene after the fact. It's presumed that Jason heard the shot and came into the room. He uh, shot the six-year-old two times in the forehead. Like, literally at point-blank range. Pa-pa! Sounds like at least it was quick for him, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's, you know, the thing is, is, like, Chase, Richie didn't see this as anything other than acquiring that body. After You know, like, didn't matter what was in the way. Yeah. Well, and, to him, you think about it, that's food to him. Well, he, here's a, another thing is he didn't focus on that little boy at all after that. It was it was Evelyn. Yeah, but maybe they were right in the sense where they said earlier that it was his anger towards women. What exactly. What if he does have anger towards women? Exactly. And, and you know, I mean, like, what if what if he always resented his mom for leaving his dad, or because that's where it started was when he was a kid. Yeah, for sure. So for maybe sure. there's resentment towards his mother, or I don't I think they have, looked too far to into it. this. <laughs> they, they, need, they needed to look a little further into this. I'm curious now. Well, uh, Richard Chase is a state, a case study. Like I've, I've seen it, and that's how I that's how I discovered who he was. Like going through my psychology books, like who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Like holy shit. <laughs> and, uh, and the thing is, like I said, like everything I'm talking about right now happened over the course of 45 minutes. Wow. So I'm going to continue. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm I'm glad. I'm just like. Yeah, this is still going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, this is still happening. So he walks to, you know, he, he drops the six-year-old. I, I don't know how else to say it. He drops the six-year-old and walks to the kitchen to get a butcher knife, which has kind of been his MO for the mm -hmm. last one. And then he hears the front door open to the house. And it's the friend Danny that went to go get snowshoes for Jason. Yeah. So how old is Danny? Danny's probably he's, he said it was a it, yeah said it was a high school friend so probably thirty eight. Okay. So Richard meets him in the hallway and Danny's literally holding the snowshoes and he puts two between his eyes literally between his that's the way they phrase it in the book two between the eyes boom boom dropping him instantly. Dropping Dude, him this instantly. guy for for being a paranoid schizophrenic and you know well I don't know if he was a paranoid schizophrenic or he was just a schizophrenic. Uh, he was definitely unorganized. He was definitely yeah. Um, 
But I mean, think about it. Like, like for him to have that great of aim and that. Well, well, the you thing know, is, is that he was up every time he did that. He was like from here. Point, point. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm more more saying that he was that steady. He was stone cold. Yeah. Yeah. That, sure. that that he there was no thought process there. There was no. It was just, all right. Oh shit! There's another person. Boom. It wasn't like he he scrambled or anything when well, he saw a, the other person. He was calm he just and just yeah. was like, oh like with the six, shit! With like bang, the six year old. With the six year old. Like, There's probably no emotion when he did that. Well, it's like we were talking about earlier. Showed no emotions. Like that's one of the things he shared with a lot of other serial killers. Just no emotion, no reaction, any real thing. Yep. And like you said, like his uh, just his immediate, just boom, boom, boom. You know that that's wow. You know, like this guy Danny walking in with the kid's snowshoes, and he just shoots him in the shoots him in the forehead. And you know, so okay, so where are we at at this point? We got. The mother's he, dead. The boy's the, dead, and then the friend's dead. So that's three bodies. What happens next is Richard hears the baby crying from the other room. Oh, I forgot about the baby. Old. Yeah, 20-month-old. sister's baby, right? Sister-in-law. Yeah, sister-in-law. sister-in-law. So Richard goes to the bedroom and shoots the baby square blank in the forehead. Mm. And then he, yeah. I think just exploded. I mean, baby, yeah. babies aren't even like. So anything. then, what he does after that is he takes the baby's corpse to the bathroom and proceeds to put his thumbs on the skull and crack it open to dump the brains in the bathtub. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. And if you guys can see my face right now, I'm I'm just perplexed because it's. I honestly feel that he was just they were just food to him. Right. He that would do him doing that was like would be like us cracking open a melon or something like that. Be like, mm, watermelon. Okay. He's like, mm, brains. Yeah. Okay. In my opinion. So I have to give you a time frame here. He he walked in, shot shot Evelyn, shot the shot the six year old, shot Daniel shot Danny, shot the infant shot the infant and he's still at the house and the neighbors are still waiting for Jason to come over to go to the mountains. Oh, because the six-year-old was the one they were waiting for, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 So the neighbors send their little daughter over to knock on the door. Oh, Why? Oh, never mind. Time frame. I know where it. I was. Yeah. I lived in the eighties. So, like, you just <laughs> well, there was no supervision. Thankfully, Richard did not open the door. Oh boy, did they get lucky! Yeah, thankfully Richard did not open the door, so he went to while the child was outside. Richard goes to the kitchen and gets two butcher knives, and returns to repeat the process he did on Teresa to Evelyn. So stabbing all the different organs except for the liver. Then. Yeah, that's like it's funny because he actually kept that one and ate that too, like. The way he treated the body was. He, he I wonder like what it was about liver. Right? He ate the whole thing. He just took a bite out of it. He, well, he, his whole because he just would take a bite out of it. That was. I know, but, I, but I'm like, I wonder if it's because he liked the taste of it. It was probably like super iron. Tastes like iron, real, real, yeah. you know. Which makes you tasting. wonder. Yeah, which makes you wonder if maybe he, maybe he did need blood. Maybe he was anemic. Uh, Not yeah. saying that that's the way to go to become non-anemic. <laughs> So, but, yeah. So, again, he goes to the kitchen, finds a bunch of containers, and gathers as much blood as he can. He actually has a small bucket this time, leaving the telltale blood circles around again. That's mm-hmm. that's that's, wow. that's the thing that's, like, connecting to everything is the blood circles. It's crazy enough, but it's, 
you know, you leave something like that consistently. Unintended, but you probably didn't even notice it. Okay, so I mean, he's not thinking about cleaning no, it up. <laughs> so I wish I had some like weird music to play right now. So this time Richard decides to take it just a little bit further. Oh. Yeah, so he's he yeah. More than putting poop in her mouth. So he's got Evelyn's body. So he rolls her over and stabs her anus six times and then sodomizes the wound. So that means that means he got an erection. Oh yeah. Oh. See, I told you. I told you that was what he was going for. <laughs> so Luckily, again, she's dead. I hate to use that phrase. Luckily, no, she's dead. What is, if he was uh, closetly gay? That you know what I I have no because idea. Because he went he went for the you know the butthole as opposed to the vagina, and maybe that's where his anger came from. Is because he couldn't get. He, he yeah, had but the, I'm saying he what if the it's guy? He could have done it with the guy. That's true. That's true. But I wonder why the anus and not the vagina. It's a power thing, probably. Hmm. So after desecrating the body, uh, he decided to actually remove one of her eyeballs and eat that. And, and and the thing is, is he actually cut it out really clean. Like uh, a lot of times when you see that kind of wound, it's like ripped out. He like cut it he out. Probably clean. tried it on animals. Oh, well, I'm sure he did. Now that you mention that. Yeah, he perfected the process over the years. Which makes you wonder if he ate the an- the eyeballs, the animal eyeballs. <laughs> I'm sure he did. It tastes delicious. It's like grapes. So now that now that Richie's done everything he's done at this house, he goes and searches through Danny's pockets and finds the keys to his red station wagon. And how many bodies is he up to now? He shot the old man, then he killed Teresa. And Teresa. Then he killed the, the mother. He killed the son, and then he killed Danny. So he's at so six. The, he's at and the baby. Yeah. And the so baby. Seven. Is, so no, he's seven. at six. He's at six. Yeah. Six. Yeah. There's one more. <laughs> so the crime scene was discovered 30 minutes later by a concerned neighbor. The, the, she literally opened the back door to the house and saw Danny's body laying in the hallway. God, what, what a thing to come and find. Yeah. So, oh, you know what? You guys got a gold star. Yeah, see, I had wrote that. I had to say it. Nice. <laughs> so, but, uh, and here's the thing is... Uh, that Biondi, he's been on the case this whole time, and he's finally realized he's got a serial killer. Yeah. So he like starts putting things together. I didn't write down a lot about like the process about him getting caught because it's a, it's a thing in and of itself. It's a really cool kind of process of where they kind of put sketches together and people's testimonies together, this, that, and the other thing. But uh, Richard takes off with his fucking red station wagon and leaves it a hundred yards from his own front door. <laughs> It's like stacks from uh, Goodfellas. Yeah. So at this point, there's 50 cops. <laughs> there's 50, literally 50 cops casing the neighborhood, asking people, like, what the hell's going on? Like, you know, like, have you guys seen this guy in, the, in this orange parka? And, everybody's, and they're all, like, uh, pointing. <laughs> the like, whole neighborhood just points. There's, there's, like, this dude that lives over here that's a crazy motherfucker. BTW, he smells. And BTW, he smells. And the thing is, is, like, all the, like, police sketches, are, they fucking look like Richard. They just nice. fucking look like Richard. And they were starting to match all the twenty two shells to... The gun, yeah, to, to what he's been shooting. Like, every, everything that he's been doing, he's leaving behind twenty two shells. Mm-hmm. And, and it's still... Forensics, forensics are forensics, but it's it's still one of those things where once a, once, once a bullet is matched, it's matched. 
So after it was literally about three days of like getting permits and stuff like this, they're like, let's go knock on Richard's door. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe it took him three days? Like like, what else was he allowed to do in that three day span? So they went and knock on the door. And of course, Richie's inside, but he doesn't answer the door. Like I, I see this picture of him, like in my head, like he's like in the corner, like nobody in here but us chickens. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So the cops are like, you know what? Let, fuck go getting a warrant. Let's just pretend that we're gonna leave. <laughs> the, the, the cops literally like, you know what? Like, let's not even bother with getting a warrant. Let's just like make a ruckus, like we're leaving. So they literally did like, okay, we're leaving. <laughs> you know, you know, like, I'm not even joking. And they they went and uh, hit around the corner. And then about five minutes later, Richie comes out with a cardboard box. And the, he comes What's wa- in the box? Yeah, right? <laughs> he comes walking around the corner, and this cop's like, freeze! And he throws the box at this cop, and it's full of little paper leaflets that are covered in blood. Of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so they, there's a scuffle. They tie him down. Like, there's, you know... Like Richie tries to go for a gun, goes for go for his twenty-two, you know. But they end up arresting Richie, the vampire of Sacramento. They they go in, they go into his apartment. They find, like I said before, his his bedding is covered with like bone chips and blood. He's got three three or four blenders that have obviously stopped working because like of the crap that's been put into Bones them. Bones and shit. Yeah. Well, he's probably not even washing the blender, well, so definitely it's just getting not. caked no, on no, there. Yeah. Well, one of the things that tripped me out that sticks in my mind is they said that they found plates that just still had like animal pieces on them. Oh. Just like plates. You just never got. To yeah, that the piece. smell in there had to have been horrid. Yeah. It had to. It had to. And it. And uh, one of the things that tripped me out and. But I'm still saying to the old man, Teresa, the mother, the six-year-old, Danny, and the infant. Who's the other person? Maybe I counted wrong. So there's six? (laughs) Well, maybe what I'm thinking with that is because on his uh, calendar when they went into his house... The the two days of the last two murders, he had him circled and it said today, and then there was twenty seven other days circled that said today. Wow! So he was having, he's planning having a lot of sprees. Well, it was premeditation. That, that oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he planned he planned on having a lot more fun. Not that that's fun, but to him it was. <laughs> I mean, it had to have been for him to get so to get off on it. Yeah, so and then uh, May 1st, 1978, he was found guilty and sentenced to death. Good. They, he tried the insanity plea, and the jury was like, no. Like, you're a sick fuck. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah, he was he, insane, he was insane <laughs> but I mean, you know what? There, There's a point where you, you just you're don't just send him to the... you that in- insane person. Yeah. yeah, you don't put him in the institution because he's, he's going to be a harm to everybody in there. Right, and, and the entire time he's there, he's, like, telling everybody his skull's in backwards and... And the thing. Yeah, after what he <laughs> yeah. did, no one's going to let him off. He killed right. a baby, and he killed a woman who was pregnant with the baby. That could be the seventh victim, the fact that she was pregnant. Maybe that's the way I put it in my brain, because yeah, 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 I remember writing down seven victims. Yeah, because that. Yeah, because you did say earlier today I mean, that, that about the, yeah, the that pregnant lady, yeah. so that's got to be what it was. So the, the day after Christmas in 1980, he took a handful of psych meds that he stashed, that he was pretending to take, but he stashed, and he committed suicide. So yeah, 
that that how long after see prison? had he just it was killed himself before so it was two years he was like two years in prison what's that had he just killed himself before None well, of this would have happened. And the, the thing is, is uh, a lot of the inmates were actually goading him into taking the pills and killing himself. Oh, oh that's probably why he did it. Yeah. Because like him. He was already hearing voices. And then, yeah, and then they're just adding to it. Yeah. So that's the crazy-ass story of Richard Chase. God damn. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. I, I hope that uh, satisfied. The next one I'm probably going to bring is uh, Albert Fish. I'm still going to do Bob Ross. Bob Ross, yeah. Nice. So uh, we appreciate it, guys. And uh, like I said, uh, drop some comments. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.